Thank you for joining me today. Got a little scripture here from Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. something that's pretty personal to me and that is how I was delivered from crack cocaine. That's right. I had a pretty big crack addiction back in the mid 80s and there were some miraculous things that happened to me and the Lord just delivered me cold turkey but not without warning. So eager to share that with you. I've had some friends, close friends, that have unfortunately um, died because of drug overdoses, and I think it is such an epidemic right now. And let me say that there are many avenues to get clean from drugs and alcohol. Not everybody takes the same pathway to become sober and experience sobriety, so in no way do I want to minimize or trivialize other method, other excuse me, other methods that other people take to uh, come off of these drugs? This is just my story. This is a chapter in my life that uh, I want to share with you all to maybe help someone. And uh, so I'm gonna jump right into it. Uh, I had a situation that was very traumatic back in the 80s. And what I did was went out there um, that same night and found a friend of mine who I knew did drugs. It was just marijuana at the time. And I just did as much marijuana as I could at that particular time to get away from the pain that I was experiencing from this hurt, this devastating act that happened to me. I definitely would not advise that. I was not in the church. Uh, At that particular time, I really didn't know the Lord. I just needed something to ease the pain. So days went on after that, and I just was in a vulnerable state and was kind of looking, searching for something to take my mind off of this. And one of my co-workers, I worked at General Motors at the time over in Fairfax, Kansas. One of my co-workers at the time um, offered me some cocaine. I never tried it. I really didn't know too much about it. All I know that, you know, people snorted it. But he was like saying, you know, what we do is we kind of cook it up. They call it cooking it to take the cut out of the cocaine and it turns into a rock. So I'm sure everybody 
this day and age knows what that is. So I tried it for the first time. And yes, that very first time I tried it, I was hooked. I was addicted. You know, that first hit when I saw that smoke curling in that ball and it just gave me a overwhelming feeling of euphoria. And that's what I was looking for. You know, I was looking for something to, you know, get me out of the mindset that I was in. And I think a lot of people do that. You know, we're searching for something that can take away uh, what we believe are our problems, but not understanding that that same problem will exist when we come down. And not only that, now you have a different problem um, in the form of the habit, um, spending money that maybe should be paid on bills or family. So it really doesn't do nothing but compound the situation. And so what you do is you, you get high again, so that can go away. You know, I, you know, I don't have no money. I don't, I've only got this much money left, so let me go get high so I can escape this. And you can't escape it. It's just a trap. It's a trap of the enemy. So one night, we were all over my friend's house, and we had all gotten paid. And so we put our monies together. I think it was about two or three of us. And because we worked at General Motors, we had a pretty good amount of money. And what did we do? We called the dope man. So, you know, he comes over and he drops off a huge supply of crack cocaine. And so we're, you know, the party's on. We're getting ready to turn it up. So we, you know, are taking turns. And at that particular time, crack was pretty new to Kansas City. And it really came in large quantities. Like, we were buying eight balls. And we were, you know doing the whole eight ball ourselves, you know, we had that kind of money, we, you know, it was that type of uh, accessibility, you know, to the drugs, so I think at about from nine o'clock till two o'clock, maybe three o'clock in the morning, we were just smoking till we were smoked out, and then I realized that my heart was not beating correctly, and I think that's what really scared me because I was like, this is not right. It's like I ran a marathon. And I'm like, you know, I'm feeling like, okay, am I going to collapse? Am I going to die? Am I going to, this is not, you know, I want to be down here in the crack house and die and nobody knows where I'm at. Or this is kind of not the last estate that I, I, I want to leave for my family, you know, they're, they're, son and father and brother is dead in the crack house somewhere. So I really got scared. I really got serious. And, you know, my mother had always taught me to pray. So I did. I said, Father, please help me. I don't know what's going on, but please take this from me. And this had been a little while since I had been on the drug. You know, I'd probably been um, maybe six months, maybe close to coming up on a year. So I had some time with the drug, and I knew this is something that, you know, I I couldn't just walk away from. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, please help me get through this night. If you get me through the night, I will never touch this stuff again. So he did, you know, and um, 
that was on like a Friday or Saturday night. So um, I wasn't staying with my mother at the time. I was kind of just, you know, at the at the dope house, sleeping, eating there, getting up, going to work. You know, this after this incident, I went out to my mom's house and you know told her, you know, I want to stay out here for a few days to um, kind of clear my head. So Monday morning I go into work at General Motors and what I did was park cars that came off the assembly line these new cars that would come off the assembly line we have to get the manifest and it was checked in by a guard before it went into the parking lot to be shipped so at this particular day there was a new guard that was filling in for uh, one of the friends of mine that uh, I knew from our um, church I used to go to, he used to be the guard out there, but it was a new guard that was uh, filling in, and I didn't know this man, he didn't know me, so at lunchtime, this guy walks up to me, kind of fairly young guy, and he walks up to me with a Bible in his hand, and he says, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah, sure, you know. I had some knowledge of God, I had been kind of in and out of the church, so you know, after this incident had happened, I completely walked away from the church, and I was like, you know, I just, I just need some instant relief, and so that's why I turned to the drug. But this guy came up to me, and he said, "I'm a Christian, and I've never done this before." He said, "But are you on drugs?" And I said, "No, not anymore." And he said, "The Lord told me to tell you, if you ever do drugs again, you'll lose your inheritance in heaven." And I was like, wow, you know, this guy didn't know nothing about me. He didn't know what I had just came off of that weekend. He um, was completely uncomfortable. I could tell he was uncomfortable um, because, you know, you don't want to say something or you don't want to sound like you're just doing it on your own. You want to, you know, have that security that it is the Lord um, telling you. And it was. So after that, you know, um, he told me that. I never seen this guy again. He would never work back there. But, you know, I asked God, I said, Lord, if you can help me um, open the door for me, I will walk through that door. I never touch this drugs, these drugs again. And that's what the Lord did for me. He gave me the strength to walk through the door, and he provided the deliverance. And what I mean by that is, the very next week, um, I started staying back out to my mother's house to get away from that environment. Um, The very next week, (laughs) my mother brings the uh, mail in the house. And on the cover of Time magazine, there is a huge pile of crack cocaine saying that this is the number one epidemic in America now and when I tell you my tongue started salivating all my uh, senses were just going off like a seven alarm fire I knew where the party was I knew um, how to get there I, I, I had money in my pocket I knew where you know my old crew was but you know I knew what God had told me 
And I knew that even though I wasn't in church, the Lord was looking after me. And I just asked the Lord, I said, Father, you got to help me. You got to help me stay where I'm at and not go back to that. And he did. Time passed, and I just never returned to that environment, for number one. And I never returned to the drug. And I think uh, for people that are experiencing addiction, you have to come to terms with the fact that you, number one, you are addicted and you need help. Um, And sometimes, like I said, that help... uh, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that think that they can help themselves and you really can't. So you have to try to get some help and understand that, you know, it is doable. It is hard. But with prayer, with people praying for you, with um, a good support group, and another another thing you have to do is you have to come out of that environment. I was working up in Iowa, when he, I met a young lady who was addicted to um, drugs and she was desperately trying to get clean and I kind of gave her my story of what I did and you know um, kind of took her under my wing she was trying to get back to her hometown and so um, I befriended her and we had got into a good conversation and I could tell the Lord was really dealing with her about um, becoming clean and you know she really wanted to she was really I'd seen it in her eyes she was really trying to um, kick this habit and she had given her life to the Lord and she um, was really um, wholeheartedly seeking God my wife and I had offered her a place in Kansas City to come and get away from that environment but um in 2017, I was going to scrolling through Facebook, and I seen where her daughter had um, written a post saying, Mommy, do we miss you? And I went to her page and found out that she had uh, a drug overdose from fentanyl, and she had passed away. And that just hurt me to my heart because I knew I was that person that was really trying to get clean. And just like she was, she was really trying to put forth an effort, and I begged her not to go back into that environment. And she just wanted to go back there and, you know, kind of get things right with her family and her daughter, and she was going to come to Kansas City and take us up on our offer. But I would say that if you are trying, please try to get away from the environment. Surround yourself with positive people that will support you. Uh, from this podcast right here, know that whoever is listening to this, that if you are addicted to drugs, my prayers go out to you. I know God is able to do it for you. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's no respecter of persons. He did it for me, and he can do it for you. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for listening to the Bible and the C.